Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to news in Chicago and beyond. The CDC says there have now been more than 300 confirmed cases of monkeypox in Illinois. That's a big leap from last Friday, when there were 238 reported cases. And yesterday, a monkeypox case was detected in the Cook County Jail. Vaccines can help treat and prevent monkeypox, but there's not enough supply to meet demand. This has caused some healthcare workers and Chicago residents to feel frustrated by the national response to the outbreak. Public messaging has been confusing, and there's a bottleneck of vaccines. Today, we'll learn more about monkeypox with Dr. Anu Hazra. Dr. Hazra is an infectious disease specialist at the University of Chicago. He also treats patients at Howard Brown Health Center. Now, some people know a lot about monkeypox, and some people might just be hearing about it now. So to start off, tell us what monkeypox is and what the symptoms are. Yeah, so um, monkeypox is a a type of uh, virus in the same family as uh, the cowpox or smallpox that some people might be familiar with. And the main uh, sort of clinical symptom of monkeypox is the appearance of of skin lesions, uh, which are infectious and transmissible to other folks. How does it spread? So it spreads really through direct skin-to-skin contact. That's the most effective means of spread. Uh, Monkeypox is endemic in parts of Central and West Africa, and we've seen outbreaks from time to time outside these endemic areas. Uh, To date, this current outbreak in 2022 is the largest that we've ever seen outside of uh, the endemic areas of Africa. And to be clear, monkeypox doesn't just affect gay and bisexual men, right? It just passes between close contact and and through close-knit groups? Right? That is absolutely correct. Yeah. So the, the, transmis- the transmission of monkeypox is really, again, with direct skin-to-skin contact uh, with someone who is uh, infectious. Uh, what we're seeing with this current outbreak is that sexual transmission seems to be driving the far majority of cases. And the group that's disproportionately impacted by this sexual transmission is in gay and bisexual men who have sex with men. Uh, but that is not the only ways of transmission. And, and really, it's what we've seen in, in both Africa, as well as in outbreaks in prior years, um, has really been with direct um, skin-to-skin contact. So if people think that they've been exposed, what should they do? Yeah, so there's a few things folks can feel empowered to do if they feel like they've been exposed. Um, so if they feel like they've been exposed to monkeypox, it's important to know exactly what the type of exposure that they had and whether that's truly a, a, a transmissible exposure. Uh, riding on a subway with someone or being in a store with someone with monkeypox is not really what we consider to be a true exposure. What we think about true exposures are household contacts, um, sexual contacts, again, folks that you have you know, close contact with for a prolonged period of time. And if you do feel like you have been exposed with a confirmed case, it's important to see um, first uh, quarantine yourself, but then also be able to uh, get access to a vaccination, uh, which is an effective means of post-exposure prophylaxis. Let's talk about testing, doctor. Where can people get tested? 
Yeah, so uh, there we were experiencing a bottleneck of testing up till just about a week ago, uh, where now almost all, all five commercial labs in the United States uh, are able to send for monkeypox testing. Uh, we are testing in sites like Howard Brown Health uh, uh, for folks that are concerned that they have uh, symptoms. It's important to note that only way to get tested is if you actually have a lesion that can be swabbed. Um, and so unless that's apparent on exam or that you see, there's really nothing else that we can send off for testing itself. So that's one of the important things to know for folks who want to get testing done. Um, the CDPH website does have um, other resources where testing can occur. Mm -hmm. uh, but as, as far as neighborhood health clinics, Howard Brown is uh, probably the largest testing facility currently in the city. What is the test like? What should folks expect? Yeah, it's a simple swab. Um, it, you know, if you remember getting COVID swabs, like we all have, mm -hmm. it's the same type of swab, but it's just swabbed against a lesion. And these lesions tend to have sometimes some fluid inside of them. Uh, and so we try to get that if we can um, uh, onto the swab itself. And that's it. And in uh, vaccines, they're available for, for monkeypox now. How many have been distributed? Would you say so? Yeah, so um, I think the city has received about seven thousand uh, vaccines to date, and are expecting fifteen to eighteen thousand uh, further doses from the national stockpile. Uh, just like how we prioritize code vaccinations in early twenty twenty one, that's how current monkeypox vaccinations are being prioritized. Okay. So really being prioritized to groups that are disproportionately impacted by the current transmission techniques of this virus. And, and uh, so we're clear: Does the vaccine help people who already have monkeypox? Yes. Yeah, so it, the vaccine can work in two ways. So it can work in a way of, of again, what we consider to be post-exposure prophylaxis. Mm -hmm. And so these are, again, folks that have, have a confirmed exposure and exposure is in a way that monkeypox can be transmitted. Um, if they're able to get a vaccine within four days, that has been shown to, again, reduce the, the chances of them uh, potentially um, um, having an established infection. Uh, the other way we're looking at monkeypox is what we consider to be an enhanced post-exposure prophylaxis. And so this is looking for folks that may have been exposed already uh, through, again, close, intimate, or sexual contact. And those are other folks that currently are being prioritized for vaccination. I've heard that the monkeypox vaccines can cause eczema flare-ups. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's important to know that this, the monkeypox vaccine itself is actually a smallpox vaccine, but since it works in the same family, oh. we're able to use it for monkeypox. So these are actually smallpox vaccines, or, you know, that was the, the, the real reason why these vaccines were made in the effort that we would have a potential bioterrorism attack or, or whatnot, that we would be protecting, be able to protect our population. Uh, there are two versions of the smallpox vaccine, the ACAM 2000, which is the older vaccine, and the newer vaccine, which is the Genios vaccine. Uh, the ACAM 2000 is actually um, if you have, you know, older individuals or loved ones that may have a scar on their arm, uh, that's actually from the smallpox vaccine. It's uh, the, the older ACAM 2000, which mm -hmm. is actually using a scarification, a bifurcated needle, leaving a scar. There were a lot of side effects to that vaccine because it was a live replicating virus. Um, uh, and so uh, people with eczema uh, would, uh, it would be contraindicated for them to receive that vaccine. The Genius vaccine, which is the vaccine that's being distributed here in Chicago, is a newer updated version of that. FDA approved in 2019 against smallpox and can be used against monkeypox as well. There are none of the same side effects that are concerned with ACAM 2000 that there is with Genios. And to my knowledge, uh, we are not vaccinating any individuals in the city of Chicago with ACAM 2000 currently. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, what can people do beyond getting a vaccine, doctor, to avoid getting monkeypox? 
yeah. So, I mean, I think if, if folks are in a, a group that's disproportionately impacted currently by the case burden, so mm-hmm. specifically thinking about uh, men who sex with men, um, trans folks that have sex with men who sex with men, um, you know, the best way to stay informed is to really understand your risk for the virus, uh, to understand how the virus is moving through our populations currently, and being able to understand where you can get testing, you know, reliable testing and, and vaccination done. When we're thinking about sort of sexual contact or concerns for um, sexual contact, I think it's important to think about potentially uh, narrowing down sexual networks and then also thinking about ways to protect yourself during sex, um, examining your partner, thinking about who you're having sex with. Again, again, this is not a sexually transmitted infection, but currently we're seeing the large proportion of cases being transmitted through sexual contact. Mm-hmm. So thinking about ways to protect yourself and remain healthy in, in your sexual health-wise would also help with this virus. And thinking more about the symptoms, Dr. I mean, folks I've seen um, that uh, do have the virus talk about how just horrible it is and how painful it is. So other than the skin symptoms that you've mentioned, are there other symptoms? Does it feel like a flu, something else? Yeah, yeah. So um, at the at the start of symptoms, folks typically experience what we call a prodrome, which is almost like flu-like symptoms, fatigue, um, fever, um, et cetera, and maybe some muscle aches. Um, again, the, the hallmark uh, manifestation of monkeypox are these skin lesions. And these lesions can, like you mentioned, be very painful. And they can typically uh, uh, arise at the site of inoculation. And so um, if you're, again, we're seeing a lot of sexual transmission with this current outbreak. And so we're seeing a lot of lesions in the anal genital area, these sensitive areas, uh, which, again, can be very painful. Um, there are treatment options available uh, specifically for lesions that are in these sensitive areas, uh, like um, the penis, labia, or anal. Um, um, and and again, it's it's uh, these symptoms occur until the lesions fully heal, which can often take weeks. Wow! Thank you for that information, Dr. Anu Hazra is an infectious disease specialist with the University of Chicago. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We'll turn now to talk to a reporter who's been covering monkeypox in Chicago since the outbreak began. Joining us is Aaron Gettinger. He's a Hyde Park Herald reporter. You've been covering this story since monkeypox was first detected in Chicago. What can you tell us about the city's response? I've been covering it since before it came here. I wrote about it in late May, um, and the first uh, cases were identified shortly thereafter, um, around the time of the International Mr. Leather uh, Conference, and um, identified it in June. The city's issuing vaccine about as quick as it can to come out with the vaccine since then. And there are simply not enough vaccines for the people who need them. There's giving out vaccines to the people who are known to have monkeypox and the known contacts of the disease. But, you know, given the fact that there are tens of thousands of people who are, you know, many of men who have multiple partners or, you know, compromised gay men, um, HIV positive gay men, there are simply not enough doses of Genios, which again is a two-dose vaccine, mm-hmm. to immunize them. What we are doing in Chicago and what many other cities are doing across the United States and abroad is instead of giving out one dose and then waiting the 28 days, which is the minimum amount of time that you can give to um, before giving out the second dose, mm-hmm. is that they are giving everyone one dose and 
<laughs> as soon as, you know, vaccine comes in, they're giving out doses. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, and then whenever the second dose will come in, they'll give the second dose out, but we don't know when that's going to happen. Wait times at clinics are stretching from, you know, days to three weeks in advance. Uh, I just learned from a colleague of mine at the Tribune that he's trying to go about asking every clinic in Chicago how long their waiting times are right now, which will be very good reporting once we have it, because there's no one-stop shop Mm -hmm. resource from uh, health authorities in Chicago about where people can go, which is a point of contention for many gay men in Chicago that I've talked to. And for a lot of gay men, intersexes men, queer people in Chicago right now, life to some degree has gone into a bit of stasis because they're waiting to be immunized to about this disease before they can go out again with it. And again, you don't get the full benefit of, uh, you know, the vaccine until you get the second dose. The thought process is, is that you get some amount of protection from one dose of vaccine right. weeks after you get the first dose, but you don't get the full protection until two weeks after the second dose. And we don't know when we're going to be getting second doses of vaccine for everyone who oh needs it because we got to manufacture those doses. Sorry to talk so much. No, no, this is this is a lot of uh, information that we need. We, so, again, we still don't know when more will be on the way. And I know, Aaron, you are also recovering from monkeypox yourself. How are you doing now? And and tell us just a little bit about that. Last day of isolation. And I'm sorry to have corrected you earlier. That was a bit short on my part. But yeah, it's a terrible disease. Oh, my Lord. It's absolutely awful. Oh, jeez. To anyone who's listening, avoid this like the plague. It's, It's you will miss work. You will, you know, the days that you can recover because you don't have to, you know, rest the entire time. Like, you know, so many diseases, sleeping makes everything better, but your mm-hmm. output will be worse. And, you know, as you know, as a, a journalist yourself, we have the benefit of being able to work from home, although we're better out in the field. Mm-hmm. People who are working in restaurants or working in, you know, essential fields where they have to go out, you've got a three-week isolation period. And if we are in Chicago, at least, we've got a, a city sick leave per uh, ordinance that at best will cover people for one week, you've got to isolate for three weeks. You've got people who are going to have to miss work and potentially not get paid because they're ordered to isolate. There's an anti-retaliation ordinance. People are not going to be able to lose their jobs or will have some in a letter of law to back them up if they are, you know, being retaliated against for doing so. But we're, people are going to be in hell in a handbag if they are, losing this. Well, well, did you get a vaccine, Aaron? Did you get a vaccine? I did. And Dr. Hosra was running a a clinic on July 2nd. I was on assignment for the Herald en route to the Chosen Few Festival in Jackson Park, and they were running a vaccine pop-up for Howard Brown in Washington Park at the Pride Southside Festival. Because I'm plugged in as a reporter to public health issues, I saw that they were giving out doses of the vaccine, and I Pulled in a pit stop to Washington Park. They're Mm -hmm. parallel to each other with Hyde Park in the middle of it. Got one dose. I'm sure I was exposed to monkeypox in late June. So the the vaccine didn't do Mm -hmm. enough, again, because you have to get weeks afterward for Mm -hmm. some benefit for you. I think that the vaccine likely gave me some protection against, you know, you see pictures of these horrible, gory, you know, pussy, weeping 
lesions on people's bodies, but I had those horrible, puffy, terrible, weeping lesions on a very sensitive part of my body that were extremely uncomfortable and put me in a very bad health situation. This yeah. is a terrible. Wow, terrible it sounds like a nightmare, Aaron. Um, you know, it and is a nightmare. And it is a nightmare. And I, I'm sorry to be graphic about this, but I want to stress to my gay siblings in Chicago, you do not want this. But I, I thankfully we are a population that is aware of our sexual health very much. And I think everyone knows it at this point that they don't want to get this. Um, Avoid, avoid. Yes, (laughs) avoid. And, And so glad that you are in your final day of isolation, Aaron. Man, that is Hyde Park Herald reporter Aaron Gettinger. Thanks for your time. Take care. Thank you for having me. Be good. That's all for today's episode of Reset. We'll be keeping you up to speed on the latest monkeypox developments. Be sure to subscribe for more. And we love getting feedback from you. So let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review and rating. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again soon. break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.